production. This podcast is being recorded on Gadigal land. We pay our respects to the traditional custodians of this country and elders past, present. We extend our respect to any First Nations, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people joining us today. everybody. This is a solo episode that we haven't had in a little while that's actually solo. I mean, the last one, you know, it was me and mum, which essentially were the same person. So really it was a solo episode. (laughs) But now I have some life updates for you because things have happened. Okay. And I have some information for all my UTI girly pops and kidney infection girly pops or boy pops or they pops. (laughs) Any pop. (laughs) I have information. Okay, so as we all know, I'm a UTI. I get recurrent UTIs, and I do make I do my jokes about it, but it actually like makes me really upset because it feels like every time I have sex, I either have the anxiety for two or three days about maybe getting a UTI, or I will get a UTI that may lead to a kidney infection and end me up in hospital just from having sex. I didn't get them at the start of the year very much because I wasn't having sex. Now I'm having sex again, and um, it's very. St- I know. Thank you. Yeah, I was going to be very brave of me. Thank yeah. you. Um, but I kind of forgot how prone I am. I was having sex like the middle of the year, but only with like a long distance person. So it was once a fortnight and I could like manage, you know what I mean? I'm just mm-hmm. but, like, it's made me really, really upset. And uh, maybe a month or two ago, I ended up in hospital with a kidney infection that obviously came from a urinary tract infection that came from sex. Um, and also everyone in my fucking comments, can you stop telling me to we after sex? <laughs> fucking duh! <laughs> Uh, um, have you thought about weeing after sex? I've been getting UTI since I was 15 fucking years old, cunt. Do you think so I haven't heard before we after sex? I'm, I'm making my sexual partners, I'm not kidding, have a full-on shower with me before sex, scrub their hands in front of me, penetrate me, and the second there's an orgasm on both sides, I run to the sh- I have a shower again. We, like, I, I, there is, I could not get any... More, it's all I think about is the UTI. I'm going, I also can't imagine it. I don't, I, there's not been a time in my life I haven't we after sex. Everyone's going, have you heard? I'm going, I'm almost 30 fucking years old. Of course I know to we after fucking sex. I'm in hospital with a kidney infection, you fuck. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell. So everyone goes, we after sex. I go, <laughs> I know. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> so I get UTIs a lot. And unfortunately, merely being after sex doesn't fucking help, does it? <laughs> it? Makes me so angry. Like it makes me so angry. Like even people like drinks will be like, "Oh, you got to eat chai. You know what you need to do? We have for sex." And I go, yeah. "Oh my god, wow! I've fucking heard that before." Yeah, after yeah. my two hospitalized kidney infections, ah, oh, no one's ever mentioned that. <laughs> Why Fuck. do you think it works? I know you're not a doctor, but why do you think it works for some people and then just not with you? Well, then I have an answer for you. This is what my answer is for. <laughs> you don't have enough yogurt, probiotics. Um, no, I've, I'm actually made of probiotics or have probiotics <laughs> to stop the thrush from the super thrush that I had all year. All right? And cranberry. And, and cranberry and fucking made of cranberry. My, my blood is just cranberry juice. <laughs> High pranks. So, okay, here's what it is, guys. Here's what it is. Now, listen as well. Keep in mind, I'm not a fucking doctor, all right? I'm just... Don't go, don't DM me saying, um, I don't care. Not okay? medical advice. This everyone. is my experience with medical professionals and having chronic UTIs and kidney infections that are recurring that shouldn't be recurring. Because also the kidney infection that I was in hospital for four days, which is a long time to be in hospital, side yeah. note. Yeah. 
Like four, I don't have been hospital for that long. Even for kidney infections, I've been in for one day. Was like, it nice in any way? I don't no, know. Sometimes uh, I... You no, know it was nice. Getting your food made for you while you're in bed? No, no, no. I had someone to leave Maccas every day. Okay. I wasn't eating hospital food. <laughs> okay. Fuck it. No, oh, I, I mean, will... I'm going to guess the drugs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was asleep for a lot of it. Yeah. Okay. I, was asleep, I was knocked out. Yeah. Not by my own choice. I was having needles jabbed into my, into my abdomen. <laughs> No, because I had migraines oh. while I was there. Oh, that's awful. I had migraines um, while I was there. If I didn't have the migraines, I would have felt okay after the second day. Mm. But it was the migraines that didn't go away for days. And I was vo- and I so also, weird. I think as well, I stayed for so long because I was vomiting so much from the migraines. Oh. I couldn't keep my blood pressure up, so I couldn't stand up. So I was Fuck vomiting. Abby. Yeah, I was like scream. I was screaming on point. Because in the morning, look, I was in a public hospital. And as we know, nurses need to be paid more. And they need to have more nurses on fucking staff. This is actually a whole other conversation we can talk about. But they, like, there needs to be more nurses and that only comes from having more funding and paying nurses more because they actually are fucking angels sent mm. from above. And all the nurses that I had were so, oh, my God, I loved them so much. They were my besties. I was actually sad to leave them. Um, they were all so lovely, but they're just so fucking understaffed. They can't, mm. they can't help you. And also I found out at the end of my stay that my buzzer wasn't working. So oh, I was what? pressing my yeah, I was pressing my buzzer. Oh, buzzer, okay. To get to get a nurse to come when I needed painkillers when my migraine was coming on. I was wondering why they weren't coming and I was like, they must just be overstaffed, I don't know <gasps> them. But it was just they know they didn't know that I needed any help. Oh fuck. Yeah, it was pretty fucked. And I only noticed it when I was about to leave, I pressed my buzzer because I wanted to get I was ready to go. And they said press the buzzer when you're ready to go and when you've got your things packed up and we'll take the um cannula out of you. Yeah. And one of the nurses was like, Abby, did you just like, what did you just do? And I was like, I just pressed my call button. She's like, the light comes up and then it goes away. It doesn't stay on. So you haven't had a buzzer this entire time. And I go, that explains a lot. <laughs> it's a oh lot. Anyway, so I was, uh, in ho- I was in hospital and I started to get a migraine in the morning on the second day. And I've been getting migraines more and more recently. Like I was in hospital two weeks before this with a mm. migraine. Vomiting and screaming and crying. And Shit, migraines are the worst. Oh, and mine are tension related. Like mine are all okay. like... Like Amy's actually, she has a lot of tension related migraines. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's like, it's just like you can you can feel your neck is like a rock. And yeah. your shoulders are like a... Yeah. Acupuncture in my jaw, she said. Your acupuncture in my jaw. Well, I, yeah, I actually have a solution for this as well. So <laughs> I'm med- medical advice with Abby. <laughs> But don't take it as medical advice for legal reasons. <laughs> so the migraines were fucked. I was vomiting. They gave me fen- this for an example of how bad the pain was. So in that morning I was like, hey, I need this medication that prevents migraines. When you start to get a migraine, you can take it and it will stop it. And I knew what it was. I knew what it was called. And I was like, I'm getting a migraine. I was it really- Imigran? Sumatriptan. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I had a script for it from my GP. And I was like, I really need yeah. this medication. They said, yep, sure, we'll give you a Panadol for now. <laughs> Panadol doesn't do anything for a migraine. Panadol doesn't do anything for anything. <laughs> <laughs> what does everyone ever take a Panadol? That worked. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Never. Never once. Anyway, no, love you, Panadol, if you want to sponsor the podcast. But until then, I will just keep slandering you. Um, no, I shouldn't say that. But I also like Panadol. If, you've got a, if you're vomiting from a migraine, yeah. Panadol isn't going to work. Yeah. So any Panadol, they're like, we'll get, we'll get the other thing. And they didn't come back for four hours or three hours. And again, it wasn't their fault. Like they're so, they're 
there are more pressing matters mm. than my prevention for a migraine. You know what I mean? Like not the nurse's fault at all. Love those chookies. But they're just understaffed as fuck in the public system. And they didn't bring it in time. The migraine then was in full force. But then what happened was I then absorbed all the resources because I was screaming, like screaming and vomiting and dripping. I was having like cold sweats from the pain of the migraine. And I was on, I was on, I had my head on the bed. I was upside down. I put, I'd put the bed on an angle so that I would have, for some reason, I just thought my brain thought it'd be better if I was on an angle. So I was like in, in like a, in like a fetal position, but on the bed, like on in like child's pose basically. Wow. And going, because like, it was so bad. Three oh, doctors and four nurses are around me, surrounding the bed. I'm screaming, vomiting. Into, I just vomited up two litres in oh this God. time. Whoa. Yeah, two full bags of vomit. That's so fucked. Yeah, because and anything I ate, vomit straight up. Anything I drank, vomit straight up. I had to have a dripping Is meme. it that because your body's under infection and that's the way it's responding, like with pain and infection, do you reckon? Like I, I get nauseous when I'm like there's anything wrong with me. Is that like a... Yeah, I, kidney infections can make you vomit, but I wasn't vomiting when I, when I was admitted. So the vomiting, I vomit every time I get a migraine. Oh, yeah, okay. So it's like the, I think it obviously was a combination yeah, of yeah. having a kidney infection, you do vomit. But I hadn't vomited yet when I got, I was nauseous, but I hadn't fully had like a yak until I got this migraine. Yeah. Maybe it was everything just like, hey, you're cooked. I mean, going, I know. <laughs> Calm down. Maybe she, my body's going, maybe she have to sex. I go, fucking oh shit. <laughs> um, so I'm vomiting and then they go, and then I didn't want pain medication because Last time I had pain medication for my migraine, I went a bit crazy in the hospital. And the, the nurse was, again, so lovely. God, I love nurses. She was so nice. But I started not really knowing where I was on the pain medication the first time uh, I went in. I was like, I was like, I was like, no, I need it. I need it. I was going to, I was going to rip the cannula out of my arm. Oh, I was going, I went, I had the start of not knowing where I was. Oh, like God. the beginnings yeah, yeah, yeah. of psychosis, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and they told me it was a, and they, they and took it out and I went to sleep and it, whatever. That was back in the other hospital visit. This hospital visit, I was so anti-pain medication. They were like, you need something. Like, this is not, you're not going to get better. So they gave me fentanyl, oxycodone and Valium all in one go. No. Yeah. Fentanyl in my stomach injection. Yes. Because that's how much pain I was in. I was, I was like, I've never been that much pain in my life. I was like, it was the worst. My head felt like it was going to explode. Like I was like. I couldn't even open my eyes. I couldn't speak that, because before they give you the fentanyl, they have to ask your name and your bed at birth. And I was like, like and I kept saying like the wrong name. I was just so I was like shivering and like, like baking. Like I was like, I don't know if I want, and I'm really scared. I don't know if I want. I was really scared. That I was crying. It was like, it was so fucked. Those nurses were so nice. Oh I loved God, them. Doc- the doctors were so nice. I loved them. But thank God for all of them. And they gave me the fentanyl, and I it was I've never been that much pain in my life. Like it was so awful. Then I'm like trying to like massage my neck to get it done. Anyway, so yeah, I leave hospital. I come home a week later. The kidney infection starting again. I'm getting a sore lower back, and I'm like getting nauseous and had UTI symptoms. And I was like, great. That was when around you recorded with us like a while back, right? Like maybe a week ago, actually. It was like a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, so it was two weeks after I was hospitalized. Yeah, I okay. finished the antibiotics oral, yeah. and four days later, I'm getting the symptoms again of a kidney infection. I'm like. Do I go to hospital again? What the fuck? I call my GP. I've most slow GP in the world. She she's moved practices recently, so she gave me her number. So I just FaceTimed her. <laughs> but she's slay. And she's cooking dinner for her family. And she gave me she was That's cooking so dinner, cute. chopping up garlic, going, okay, darling. Um, okay. <laughs> What's how are you feeling? And I was like, not good. 
Anyway, she gives me antibiotics and then she's like, come back in. I go back and I give my urine sample away, whatever. This is important, okay? This is how we discovered this. So I go in and see her. When I get back, I'm on the antibiotics for 10 days at this point. I'm feeling better, but I'm getting like random lower back pain and random UTI symptoms. And she was like, okay, I got your um, thing back. There's bacteria in your sample, but you have no white cell counts, which means there's no active infection, but you have the bacteria in your bladder or something. Again, if you're a doctor, this may may be wrong, but this this is what I understood. So basically what she said was that means that either it was like a contaminated sample, like there's bacteria that's oh. come from your like asshole or something that's like, that's, you know, <laughs> yeah. like there's like always like you've got a piece of toilet paper, like something else that's come or yeah. you aren't emptying your bladder completely when you oh. urinate and it's staying in there and then it, sometimes it gets infected and other times it's not infected but you've okay. got these symptoms, right? Yeah, yeah, Again, yeah. And this could be wrong. This is what I understood, okay? Yeah. Please ask your GP about this. I could be completely fucking wrong. So then she's like, um, next time you do a, this is so dumb. This is actually really fucked up that I didn't notice this wasn't normal. She asked you if she you next pee time- after sex. Snap, no, I'm, I'm going to imagine. <laughs> I, would go, I would go, babe, I would fucking. You're not my GP anymore. Get fucked. Um, <laughs> yeah. So she, she was like, next time you, um, we, next time you do a sample, I want you, I want you to we and then stop weeing and then we again. And I said, but isn't that how everyone weighs all the time? No, get ah. out. Ah. And she was like, what? And I was like, so like you wee and you can feel there's more in there. So you have to push it out. And she was like, you shouldn't be pushing your urine out. And I was like, oh, and herein lies the problem. So so wait, when you pee, when if I we wee, were to like record get, it, get a little liquid sound, like pss- normal flow and then pause. And then, really? Yeah, I thought that's how everyone was weeing. I thought I think it's fascinating when I go to the toilet. I hear other people weeing, and I'm like, everybody wees so differently. But I haven't heard about the interrupted pee like this. Well, I'm weird like that. Yes, this. Well, this is a PSA to any interrupt, (laughs) any any girls interrupted. Nice one. <laughs> or anyone interrupted. Um, yeah. Urine interrupted. Um, I thought that was how everyone would. Because whenever I wee, I can still feel my bladder is half full, so then I'll push it out, right? Mm. She then says, okay, that's a bit fucked. Um, no, she said that, but she was like <laughs> indoctrinated. Indoctr- yeah. She goes, she goes um, that's not normal. Is that, are you being serious? And I was like, yeah. I Like I genuinely was dumbfounded. I was like, I thought that's how everyone was weeing. Yeah. Like, I genuinely, right? So then she goes, okay, I need you to go to a pelvic floor physio. Fascinating. And I go, well, we're in luck because I have a physio appointment this afternoon and my physio is a specialist in pelvic floor. Oh, wow. Mm. And she only told me the week before. Now, okay. I didn't even know. This is just like a PSA for any UTI people because I'm like, I just want everyone to know because I had no idea this even existed. I only knew my physio was a um, pelvic floor physio because she mentioned it when she does my neck and my shoulder because I have like a weird – for my migraines. Tell me my mm-hmm. migraines, right? She And she was just talking about what she's training because she she's really amazing, my physio. She will like hold my neck up in a certain way and then, I'll f- and then the, the, tense in my, the tenseness in my hip will go away or something. Like she's really uh, – oh, wow. she's this weird way. And then when I was talking about her education and she told me she was a pelvic floor specialist. Oscar, sorry, continue. Is this to do with your ADHD? And feeling tension in your, hips and your neck. 
What? Okay. Yes. Oh, the neck I'm, thing. Yeah. Hyper, so when, you're hyper, when you're ADHD, I think mm. autism have a higher rate of hypermobility, which means that your joints can move around more, which means you seem more flexible, but actually you're just tensing your muscles all the time. It's like when I lay my head in a pillow, I don't relax my neck. I have to like actively now relax my neck. That's why I have neck pain. Wow, that's fascinating. Because if I, if I relax my head, it yeah. would like, it would really, it would just be, yeah, Oscar and I. Dead. We're rolling our heads rolling around. Our heads around. <laughs> anyway, so I go, okay, I'm going to go to my physio. I go to my physio. I say, Dals, here's the issue. She goes, okay, you could have a pelvic floor that's too tight. I go, classic, my pussy's too tight and I'm being punished <laughs> for it. Oh, my God. No, I'm like, okay, slay. So that isn't normal. She goes, no, it's not normal. And she drew a diagram and apparently there's like a muscle that goes, I don't know any of this, which I don't know if I'm silly, but also I talk to a lot of like women. I'm very much like everyone that I interview is like, like, yeah, we had a, we had a, yeah, a special assault. And but like literally like no one's ever told me this. There's a muscle that goes around your urethra and your vaginal walls and your earth hole, like a rubber band that goes around Mm. all three holes. Right. Okay. And that, I think is what your pelvic floor is. Again, not sure if it is. Grow up, okay? That's the bit that she had to fix essentially, right? Okay. She's like, are you ever relaxing your pelvic floor? And I said, what do you mean? She was, Again, I'm going, what? She's like, so like when you're sitting here. Yeah, I can do it now. Are you pulling in your, like, are you stopping urine from leaking out? And I was like, yeah, but God, aren't we <gasps> you're all, all the time? You're always contracting it? Yes. Like- Oh, my God, I'm doing it right now. That's so tiring. And I think it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy of I'm so scared of UTIs. Of, I feel uh, like, do you know what I mean? I've had so much tra- training having UTIs that I then hold my urine in and therefore it's setting my butter and therefore I'm getting UTIs and therefore I'm holding it in. Like it's this whole thing, right? And I go, yeah. She also said, do you do fucking Kegels? And I was like, sometimes. And she was like, okay. Stop it. Stop it because A, like – if you're doing it for like... Kegel are, by the way, like pelvic floor muscle exercises. Yeah. And she was like, you haven't had a baby. You oh. haven't had any major surgeries. Like your vaginal walls are the quote unquote tightness they need to be. Mm. This is like weird vanity shit. Like don't yeah. do that because it's making your pelvic floor too tight and you actually can't empty your bladder. Huh. Wow. So because of fucking wanting to have a tighter fucking pussy or like whatever, a stronger <laughs> pussy, I want to be able to lift things up with my fucking um, v- vaginal <laughs> fucking walls. You've gone the other I way. now, right? So then she goes, okay, we'll do an internal examination. Okay, let's do it. My internal examination? Yeah. So it's not really like a, um, a pap smear. It's kind of just the muscles, right? Like, Well, I get on the, I get on the, um, on the table and... She's like, hey, she measured from my asshole to my urethra. Yeah. To see how tight my pelvic floor is because of that band oh, around that's so it. interesting. To see if it's normal. And she said, this, this looks like, this looks normal. Like, this is fine. Wait, do you think if it's tighter, then there's more possibility for the bacteria from your also yes. to go into <gasps> Maybe. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> shit, I'm freaking you out Proximity about this to shit. the asshole. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so... So she's measuring my poussoir. Yeah. I'm going, okay, my vulva, my openings, okay. <laughs> and then she puts a finger in and she's like feeling around my pelvic floors and she tells me to tense up and like pull my pelvic floor up. Yeah. And like like I'm like I'm holding in urine to the most like 
extreme degree and also holding in a fart. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So I've got everything <laughs> activated, right? And yeah. she's like, okay, you've actually got a really strong pelvic floor. I go, no shit. Yeah. And then she like release. And I could only release to like 20% tension when I really concentrated on releasing. Wow, that's so fascinating. I actually, so even now, like I'm try, I've been trying every night to do it because I've been told to. Anyway, did that a few times in like quick pulses in and out, in and out. I mean, again, find a pelvic floor physio for exactly what was the fuck was going on. But then she released my pelvic, like my muscle, like you would, like a physio would in your shoulder, like press the pressure point. Oh my God, that's wild. And it felt like it was in my, like say if she to the left, it felt like it was in that my entire left leg was down. I'm sorry, it went down my entire left leg and then same on the right. It felt like, it didn't even feel like it was in my um, vaginal walls. It was like it was just, the pressure point was floating in my hips. Mm. If that makes, it was so Like weird. you were holding tension in that area. Yeah. So she oh. did that for a while and then we did the exercises again. I could release probably like 10%. So it helped my releasing because my muscle mm. was so tense from being like tensed all the time. Yeah. And then and then she was like, when you when you wear, like you gotta like just like release, you shouldn't push anything out. I was like, that's gonna be weird and annoying. And I would like stand up in between wing and like rock back and forth on the toilet. Like I'm fucking <laughs> and every now I've got to do I've got to do pelvic floor relaxations and then I've got to go to her every two weeks for her to release my vaginal walls. That is just the fucking wildest thing. And you know what's funny? My pussy has been described as quote unquote sucky multiple times. Sucky. Like it like it's always pulling up. Oh. And you know why? Because I'm never fucking releasing. Mm. So, like, the reason why people's experience with my vaginal walls is that it's sucking them up is so because I'm constantly doing a half a kegel. Personal question. You, you can tell me not to answer, but... I mean, I just spoke about my vaginal walls. Yeah, that walls is true. That is minutes. true, but I think we're okay, Lynn. When you're getting penetrated or if you're getting penetrated, do you find it to be easier? Like, I know it depends on your level of horniness, but... Do you need to release or th- like this, that doesn't affect the whole pelvic so- side of things? Because if you are tensing, it's also harder for the penis to go in, no? Or Yeah, but that's where the suckiness comes in. Oh, okay. So I think, I think. Yeah, okay. I mean, to be fair, everyone that I've had sex with in the past couple of years just eats me out, basically. That's the kind of the creme de la creme. Yeah, okay. Lucky you. No, Lesbian I know. Life. I'm yeah. essentially living a lesbian but, life. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe this will change. Maybe, you know, the creme de la creme will actually be the penetration. Yeah. Mm. I mean, look, it's interesting that I learned to squirt recently and I'm wondering if that's, I'm wondering if, I wonder if that is a good or a bad thing. I need to ask my physio about squirting. Look, I didn't have the, I didn't have the confidence, honestly, in that point after she'd fingered my pussy (laughs) for 20 minutes. (laughs) And then, and then I'd been doing pulses on her fucking finger. Um, I didn't have the confidence. So thoughts on squirting. Nice to meet you. Yeah, thoughts on squirting. I need to ask her next week. So um, how did you feel after that? Like, did it, did it actually enhance anything or did it make it less recurrent? Well, I think I've been weeing better. I've been more aware of it. Yeah. And it's That's only been a couple good. of weeks. And I ha- I've had a couple of symptoms, but I've like, I've and I've been trying to like do my, do my like, I literally will do my shoulder physio things and then I'll go and lie down and do my pussy physio things. <laughs> so I'm like, don't want to get a fucking UTI. But wouldn't it be amazing if that was the fix, was doing pelvic floor release rather than getting on all these fucking antibiotics, take all these medications. Yeah. It was just that I like, mm. I wasn't releasing when I was urinating, which makes complete fucking sense. Yeah. Is there a psychological aspect to it, do you think? Like Maybe. you thinking about it or you like worrying about it means that you're going to tense up. I know you're not an expert. Again, this is not medical advice, people. No, but I think so. I think like I'm, I don't like I don't like weeing because I've had so many UTIs and it 
usually burns to eat. Mm. Not usually. It yeah. Often, often. Like it's not my usual. Don't worry. I'm not, I'm not like unwell to be like. It's yeah. normal to have burning weed, but like so often yeah. I have UTIs that like my brain probably associates weed with like just do it as quick as possible because it hurts. That probably makes sense then. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that, that was just my PSA because I feel like right. I told my girlfriends this and they were like, what the fuck? I've never even heard of a pelvic floor physio. Like mm. I didn't even know that was a thing. Like my friend's been pregnant knew about it because it's like during pregnancy she'll help get you ready to be able to push and not tear and release better but she was like you know like if like if I was gonna give she's like if you get pregnant you have to come to me and we have to like train your vagina vaginal walls to be able to push without tearing because you're gonna not be able to release properly you're not gonna be able to give birth properly so as soon as you get pregnant we have to start working on this not that I'm trying obviously yeah 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 but like it would be I would have like intense tears maybe yeah yeah I'm not able to release my beautiful flower, as she described it. Imagine if this. <laughs> what sort of flower would that be, darling? I uh, know, violet. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, imagine if this was a dude problem. They would have known about it, and every, all the dudes would have been talking about it in the locker rooms, and like. This right? is why like, I'm only having a female healthcare team. Yeah. I like genuinely like. Oh my god! Like, like the fact that this only happened because I've recently decided to change to a female physio and a, and and, mm. and a female doctor. I'm, I'm making sure that all my healthcare people, obviously, my dentist is my uncle still. So, <laughs> um, but I have to have a Sydney dentist. It's a, it's a well, they're non-binary, but a fab person. Like, I just feel so much safer because, like, the fact that my GP even said it could be your pelvic floor. Yeah. Every other male GP that I've been to, I mean, again, I'm sure there is there are good male GPs that understand that, but like in terms of women's health, like that she was like, okay, we've tried antibiotics, you keep getting these and they keep getting bad and you're doing everything that you should be doing. Like I'm not just going to tell you we have to sex again. What can we do about this? It could be something physical. That could be, what did she say? She said there could be um, a dysfunction, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. like a mechanical dysfunction. <laughs> great um <laughs> good thing to hear about your reproductive organs um uh but yeah guys so basically pussy too tight nah i'm kidding but like, <laughs> like but like actually burden upon me so i'm trying to relax relax more during throughout the day because i've noticed i always am holding in even wow. if i don't need to wee that's fascinating i'm not even aware of what i'm doing and now i am now that I must be nice in. wow that's crazy yeah, so that's i'm like amazing. really I'm zen Pussy's in. Cool. Probably just because <laughs> except you're a lesbian, I haven't yet. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that's that's my that's my fucking PSA. Is if you have UTIs a lot, talk to your GP about maybe going to your urologist or a, or, a, or a physio, just about it in general. And if you are antibiotics a lot, just be like, is it could this be anything else? Because if this works, like life changing. Also for the migraines, I got Botox in my traps. Oh. Oh really? Yeah. Again, go to your doctor, ask about that. But, like, my migraines were actually affecting my life where I was, like... Yeah, I remember. Like, vomiting, couldn't drink. Even if I would get t- a bit tired, I would get a migraine. Like, I said, migraines once a fortnight that were, vom- that were vomiting, full-blown vomiting, and, like, not being able to open my eyes mm. for hours. So that's helped a lot. Um, and also, so I was releasing my pussy. <laughs> So I did that little rant about my bladder and that was obviously exciting for everyone. Um, <laughs> but then I was tired because we'd been recording for like five hours. So we didn't finish it. So now we're finishing it on a later date. And guess what? Joyous for all of you because I have a bladder update. <laughs> I know 
I know you're all thinking, you're all going, wow, like I wonder, I, I'm, I'm on the edge of my seat. What's Abby's bladder on my toilet seat? Oh my God, Abby's bladder, is she relaxing? Well, I've got the answer for you straight away. No need to wait, okay? No, no hooks in this show. Went to the physio the other day, right, to see how my pelvic floor exercises were going. I did a wee, <laughs> right? Anyway, so went there, weed, came back. She did an ultrasound. No urine. No urine. I'm emptying my bladder. I didn't want to make you all upset and jealous that my bladder is functional and perhaps yours isn't. She's off the nappies. I'm off. You know what? Actually, the bad thing is, is like, it was the opposite. Like, not that it's good to obviously have incontinence, but it was like nothing was coming out, babes. Like, it was like, it was like, like, it was like too, it was too much in there. So. Toilet training. That's what I meant. Toilet training. (laughs) My um, performance anxiety is gone. But so guys can finally weed. That was my update regarding that. I also want to talk about something else that is, again, like reproductive related, I guess, or like. That's the theme today. Yeah. I've got another update, but it's also not really an update. I just forgot to tell this. And I just want to like give a little hot tip. Again, I'm not a fucking doctor. Stop yelling at me. Okay. I'm just, I'm telling you like weird things that I found from recurring issues. Like if I have chronic stuff, I've found things out. At the end of last year, I'm not sure if you guys remember, but I got thrush nonstop for like six months. Did I tell you this? I remember when you used to have to get up like in the middle of the record and go pee. Yes. Like I think it had to do with that period of time. No? Yeah, the thrush was, I don't know, but the thrush was pretty hectic. Um, remember I had, I went to have sex with that person that I met, wanted to fuck for a year and then I had my period and thrush. <sighs> yeah. That's when it began. Not from that person, obviously, because we didn't have sex with the person before that. I had sex with them and then I had thrush forever. And I had only had thrush once in my life. And I was mm. like, what the hell is going on? I'm on every fucking thing. I'm like, I used Caniston so much, Caniston cream, which I mm. love, side note. But I over and misused it. I need to say that because medical. But I overused it. I misused it. <laughs> By overused so, it, so, you mean like it's in your panties and you have to like change your panties like every, like. <laughs> Lem, it's worse than that. You think that's funny? Ready for, get ready for this. <laughs> I got fucking <laughs> dermatitis on my vulva <laughs> to the point where it was like splitting and bleeding because I was using caniston like so often. It was so <laughs> fucked up. Then I had to go on long-term antifungals. And it, I, but I was like, this is so weird. I've never, I've never had this. Like I was fucking wearing bamboo undies or no undies. I'm like not really having sex. Like no one's eating me out. That's for sure. I'm yeah. like no one. <laughs> it's a bit smelly. Yeah, but no, it doesn't happens. smell. Thrush oh. doesn't smell. Oh, it doesn't. No, okay. thrush has no, this is the thing about it. It has no smell. Glenn, have you had thrush? I got it once, but I got rid of it in like two days. So yeah. I thought maybe the later stages it starts smelling. No? No, Lem. Okay, so wow. I also had only had it once. Dr. Abby. <laughs> no. Well, actually, you know, I was, um, the fa- I was like in like the caniston, face of caniston for a little while. Oh, no, I didn't know that. I did this whole thing where I recorded. It actually was really good. It was like a, um, maybe it wasn't the face of caniston, but I was like, I did this thing where, it was like a um, information education series that you'd click through, like and do like a multi choice, and I had to read out the questions and the answers and tell them what the right answer was. Okay, all right. So I'm she knows her shit. I'm knowledgeable, right? But okay. didn't stop me from having it for seven months. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Caniston, so much. And then what would happen is it was this cycle. It was like I'd get thrush, the thrush would go away, and then I'd get um, bacterial vaginosis. 
Wow. Do you know what that is? BV, right? Yes. BV, it's an infection in your um, vagina. Okay. Um, That that makes it smell. That makes it smell. That's when it's really fishy, right? Then at one point I had both of them at the same time, which was so confusing for my – it was (sighs) fucking – oh, my God, I just feel physically sick. Okay. And then – I get a UTI and then I got an antibiotics and the antibiotics would make me get thrush. Then I get yeah. thrush and the thrush go away. Then I my pH be out of balance oh. and then I get the BV. Then I get the antibiotics. Get the BV, and it was just like endless, right? For so long. Then I finally, cause I was managing it with canister. Like it was making it go away, but it would just come back really easy. Like I breathe in a certain way. Thrush. Okay. <laughs> Walter and I go for a walk for an extra four minutes. Thrush. Oh. I'd fucking, I dared to wear togs for more than yeah. five minutes. Thrush. Like it was, it was Crazy. I go to Brisbane, slightly more humid weather, thrush. Okay, like three it, questions that I have. First, yes. did, do you, uh, did you put soap on your vulva? And that no! Is, okay. <laughs> I would never. I'm not did you pee after sex? No, I'm joking. <laughs> no, I have the answer. I have the answer, guys. I'm full. I'm actually like, should I study medicine? Because this episode <laughs> is just moment. full of fucking knowledge from my, it is all from my great GP, to be fair. Okay, so she's like, I think we should get tested for something called ureoplasma. I go, what the hell is that? Because I'm like, I finally have seven months. So I'm like, listen, I've had thrush for so long. And whenever I see you, it happens to be like, quote unquote, gone or like, and then I was also was away filming. So I had mm. to use like the onset doctor or I had to like use a telehealth. So I didn't have to, didn't see her for a while. Right. Mm. Then I finally see her and she's like, you need to get tested for ureoplasma. I go, what the hell? Let me just read you out what it is so no one yells at me. I'm going to read this out verbatim, okay? Ureoplasma is a group of tiny bacteria that inhabit the respiratory and ureogenital urinary and reproductive. That's the title of this this episode, ureogenital. Um, (laughs) They are some of the smallest free-living organisms in the world. Woo, free love. They're so tiny they can't be seen through a microscope, Right. It's, a, it's often a part of the human microbiome, which consists of trillions of tiny cells. Boring. No one's here for women in STEM. I am, obviously, but, like, why am I pretending that I'm a, I'm a chemist? Basically, they, they don't get tested often, and it's like it can be transmitted through sex, right? So it's an STI, but it's often, my GP told me that often it has no symptoms. Mm. So it isn't one they often test for because it doesn't really, like, show up in anything, and it doesn't, like, really, like, a lot of people have ureoplasma, but if it affects you, it affects you, if that makes sense. Yeah. So it's really common to have it. And if it isn't affecting you, it's kind of okay, right? That's what my GP told me, everyone, and also what the podcast listened to about it told me, okay? If it's wrong, I'm sorry. Check with your GP. So turns out I have this ureoplasma. I go, what the hell? I have to do vaginal antibiotics for like seven days, which obviously makes the thrush come back because the antibiotics are directly in the vajorts anyway goes away i don't my three-day caniston and i've not had anything close to thrush since wow so turn thank you so it turns and that was like months ago by yeah. the way i just haven't told anyone this because i we were so busy doing other actual yeah, this is much content yeah um we're interviewing <laughs> very seriously i'm going my time for my pussy update <laughs> so Turns out that the ureoplasma was like imbalancing my pH so extreme. That's why I was getting BV and ah. then thrush, BV, thrush, BV, thrush. Ah. And it couldn't like level out. And I was I'm on these probiotics. I'm like spending so much money on those bloody ones that are in the fridge, like the expensive yeah. ones. <laughs> <laughs> bloody hell, I'm freaking out about it. So um, 
essentially, if you have chronic thrush, it could be lots of different things, obviously, but ask for a check for urea plasma is all I'm saying okay. because I'd never had thrush really and then I had this period and obviously it was from someone that I had sex with and I'm not blaming them because, like, no one gets really tested for it. Mm. And also my GP said that other people can just have it and it not be an issue. So it's like it's like inconsequential almost, apparently, according to her. Please, maybe not inconsequential is a bit of an extreme word. Right. But I mean, like, it, like she was like, it doesn't get tested. So, so interesting. I'm reading about it. I had sex with, but yeah. I would have gotten it from them. I know who it was. I do hate them, but look, <laughs> I don't hate them. I do hate them. They're a dickhead. Um, but, <laughs> but that's my solution. I told all the girls at a lunch I was at the other day, I was yelling it across the table saying, get checked for fucking urea plasma. Because <laughs> a few of my friends have chronic thrush and I'm like, get checked. Because I swear to God, like, I've got. I seven months of hell. Like it was, I was like Fuck. crying. I went through, I was sobbing at the GP being like, I don't understand like why, like this is so fucked. Like I cannot get rid of this thrush. Like I'm on antifungals and I'm like got diarrhea from the antifungals. It's really hot. Anyway. Wow. <laughs> You've really got it in the bathroom. Mm. Like that's just. No, it's so... just been fucked. But now I have solutions. Ureoplasma. And gone. Kegels. And not Kegels. And no Un-Kegels. Kegels. And just relax. Just Relax. <laughs> Relax. And your vagina's never been healthier. Honestly. And, well, yeah, it's only been like five days since I've found a wee properly. Oh, but, yeah, never, okay. been ha- never been healthier. Love it. Um, <laughs> but final personal update, <laughs> just thought I'd also, if no one's interested in health things, I guess we should talk about something else. <laughs> for the last two minutes, here you the go for the minutes. non-vaginal updates. Okay, so in it kind of is a vaginal update, okay. but not the way the other things have been. <laughs> okay. So, guys, I'm officially, I am wearing a signal right now that says, if you're cute, I'm single. Because I'm <laughs> officially, like, fully single again. I don't know. <laughs> <if> I- <laughs> well, this is, this is groundbreaking news. Yeah, yeah. which is really exciting. But I'm thinking of being celibate. What? Kidding. Oh, okay. <laughs> what the fuck? I was like, yeah, your vaginas have been healthier. And now's the time you want to be celibate? No, I did think about it for a moment. And then I thought... No, I was like, no. <laughs> I was at home and I went, maybe I could be celibate and like not date. And then I got, <laughs> and then I started ovulating and I was like, oh no, can't yeah, do that. It's not going to work. Yeah. Um, but you seem very excited by the fact that you're single, yeah? Oh, thrilled. I honestly, I missed it. I missed my avoidant era. I feel like I mm-hmm. really, I had my avoidant era there for a little while and then I became obsessed with like multiple people and it was like really stressful. And then now I'm back to being single girly pop. And it's just like, it's just peaceful, isn't it? Like, it's just like. I can't say anything. Oscar? <laughs> Look, I, I, I do love it. Oh. It's, you can, the freedom. You can do whatever and whoever you want. You can do whoever and whatever you want. And look, my shirt says, if you're cute, I'm single because the possibilities are endless. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, I, like I could, I'm, I'm, I've got a date on Friday. Oh, <gasps> hot. I know. Is it with someone that you've had a date with? previously or just a completely new person? So I met this person really randomly and we're going on a date, which is, it's the first time I'm going on a date where I haven't like either FaceTimed the person or like friends of friends or like met them properly. Okay. So bit nervous, but I am in my really strong avoidant era. So I just don't know if I even want to go on the date, but I will go just to like (laughs) get back into my single life. (laughs) But I'm just worried that I'm going to get another relationship. What? I feel like I just can't. I just can't. I can't keep them away. <laughs> <laughs> where, what are you going to do on the date? What? Where? Where is it going to be? Like, what sort of a date? Okay, 
So we're going for a drink, which I was like, um, I'm not really drinking ATM, although I kind of am now, but I was like, I'm not really <laughs> drinking at the moment. What? Um, well, like I wasn't drinking and then I've started drinking again recently. Not heaps, just like. Yeah, yeah. Because all my tr- girlfriends are sober. Well, all my friends are sober. So like. Yeah, I, I know you tried to order a decaf today as well. I know. I'm actually <laughs> unwell. I'm like, is there something wrong with me? Um, no, I'm joking. I'm actually, is that, what's happening? Metamorphosis. Oh, <laughs> my satin return. Ugh, fuck. Um, so yeah, we're going for a drink. But I was like, oh, can we go for dinner instead? I don't really drink. And also like, I don't know. And then he was like, oh, my rule is to only have a drink on the first date. But I, I'll, like, change the rules for you, whatever. And I was like, oh, no, it's fine. I'm, I'm a rule follower. I'll go on this date. I'll go for a drink because I hate breaking rules. But I was also like, oh, like, like, like a cute like it was a cute little exchange. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. What do you guys think about only doing, like, a quote-unquote coffee or a quote-unquote drink for a first date? Love. Love. Yeah. Really? Yeah, See, I always go on, like, eight, ten-hour dates. Oh. So, oh. like, like every day that I've been on, when I think about it, has at least gone until, like, four in the morning. Oh. Wow. People just love me. (laughs) That's a date that has gone really well, I think, right? Like, I never had a bad date. Seriously? Mm hmm. This could be the one. A bad one. (laughs) (gasps) No, but I think if you're in your avoidant era, this is a perfect thing to do. Just have a coffee. It's not a bad, it's it's just like having a coffee, it's not a big deal. Will you bring Walter along? No, we're going for a drinky poo at night time. Oh, okay. Mm. Yep. Yeah, like a like a at like a bar, and I will drink mm-hmm. because I'm crazy. But I, <laughs> yeah, I, just, I I I I don't know. I'm a bit nervous. I don't know what I talk about in a first date. I feel like mm. oh. just put your podcast on, and they'll find out everything. <laughs> but see, this is the thing. This is the thing. I'm like a. I feel like they have much more access to knowing who the fuck I am and what I'm do. Mm. And also, I feel like people ask me to do for work, and I sound like a wanker. Oh, I'm actually I'm actually a TV host and I actually just um yeah one podcast host of the year. Yeah. Actually, yeah, I'm just yeah, pretty big deal. Like it's a bit wanky. Do but you then- usually end up asking them about themselves or do you kind of try to like cuz when I get nervous, I just talk about myself extra? No, so all I do is interview them. It's like I'm fucking it's like they're on its lot podcast every second week. It's like Fucking hell. It's like I've got a fucking, I'm on the red carpet. Can you imagine bringing a date in here and like Oscar and I like just sussing them out for you? My God. Like just absolute I feel like filter. I'd need to gr- grill them. Absolutely. I know. I feel like. I feel like <laughs> his protective suit. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. What are the he real reasons that you really want to meet? Yeah, are you here for the right reasons? They're here on the set of It's a Lot. They're like, what the fuck am I doing here? I'm like, just a drink. <laughs> He's very hot. He's very hot. Mm-hmm. I just I just saw the photos. He's very good looking. Um, yeah, he is. But also, don't even don't even care about it. So it doesn't even matter. Um, Maybe so wider avoiding. shoulders. Sorry. What you think he needs wider shoulders? Yes. No, he's re- no lemon person. It's no. actually like you want like you faint. Oh, hope he doesn't listen to this. Um, but like, <laughs> I was like, I, I, I was just like, whoa, like whoa, like. Very hot. You know when I see someone and you're like, ugh. Like, not because not it's yuck, but you're like, oh, God, it's like jarring. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Why, like, you shouldn't be in real life. <laughs> like, that, 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 this is, whoa, this is crazy. But so, yeah, I'm a little bit nervous about my first date, but I ended up just being, like, interview girl. And also because, like, a lot of people that I date are, like, socially awkward mm. because they're in media and or they're like musicians or they're like, I mean, actors are usually okay. Actors usually have like a bit of a gift of the gab and they can at mm-hmm. least be method in having a personality. 
<laughs> I feel like I end up interviewing the people that I date a lot. Like I like, even I've had conversations with like people that I've gone on dates with or that I've been sleeping with for a little while and they're like, yeah, you just like interviewed me the first time I hung out. And I'm like, yeah, because you're boring as fuck. And because like, <laughs> I said to this person, when he said that, because I've known him for like years, and we had this big chat about like our first date for some weird reason and like how, and our, our like likes and dislikes about hanging out, which is such a weird conversation to have, but whatever. And he was like, yeah, you know, like you just like asked me a lot of questions. Like it made me feel comfortable, but it also felt like an interview. Um, oh. And I was like, yeah, dude, because like. You I, weren't making any conversation. Yeah, because you didn't ask me one question about myself. So I'm sitting here going. So, um, did your grandparents fight in World War One, or <laughs> like, like, am I going that deep? I'm like, well, well, I think I even asked him. I was like, what's your like, like, what's your like family heritage? Like, because like you look really French. Like that, I think that was one of the questions I asked. Because and after like five hours, because I'm going. Maybe that's why it shouldn't be five hours. Yeah, let's just do the coffee. Let's just do the I know, coffee. But I, All the, yeah, sorry, okay. the, the drinky poos. The, do the drinky poos. We've got poos. the drinky poo. Okay, anyway, so I've got a date. I'm in my avoidant era, so I don't know if I'll actually like this person, but I just want to be single for a while because I'm really sick of everyone annoying me and I'm really sick of having someone, like, attached to me, even though, like, you know, it's kind of nice being in, in a relationship, but it's also pretty fucking... I mean, what I would do is ask one awkward questions just to see how they react to the awkwardness. I mean, I'm the worst. Let's role play. Okay, let go. We're on, we're on a date. We're on a date. <laughs> um, so do you believe in God? <laughs> I am so bad Well, Lynn, that is a creative no, wait, question. Wait, it, has to, it has to be like in the middle of a conversation. Like, I don't know, just... Like we're talking, guys. I'm so glad I'm going no. by myself in this date, and you guys aren't <laughs> fucking aren't going to be there. What are you going to wear? And you aren't going to feed me questions. I don't know something like casual, but I'm cooler than you vibe. I don't know. Okay, I would bring something about myself first, and then I'll relate it to you. Like for example, on the first date, I would say that I have like, let's say I'm not with my partner, and I have like a nine and eleven year old, and oh. I just go like. I do a reward chart for them. Like I actually never use punishment at home. Oh, that's like nice. it's always just they can win money by the end of the week if they oh do God. their certain things. You're like Grant Denya, deal or no deal. <laughs> yeah, see? This, <laughs> basically every Sunday I'm Grant Denya. Yeah, like, I love with a it. Chart and then I check. But like, what do you think? Like were you brought up with punishment stuff or like were you more kind of like the reinforcement? Well, and that now that is a creative question. I'm going to steal go. that. I love that. <laughs> Oh my god! Okay, that's great. Um, can't wait to ask these questions. I'm gonna let you guys know how the date goes. I mean, look. Also, though, avoiding era girlie doesn't care how the date goes, and I'm just gonna go and like, I'm just like, I'm just a bit. I don't know. I'm just so like over everything at the moment. Mm. Just like it takes effort. I feel like to uh, actually start a new connection in any way. Like it fucking even friends. Like it takes so much effort. It's so much effort. And I've made a few new friends recently, which is nice. But I'm like, God, we've got to hang out quite a bit to catch up. Do you know what I mean? Like we're almost 30 now. Like fucking hell. There's a lot of years that I have to understand. Like I don't even know what high school and my friends go. And I'm like, what the fuck? But also I feel like the sex is like, because the sex with the last person that I was sleeping with was like, the best sex of my life. <laughs> um, yeah. It makes me feel physically sick thinking about having sex somewhere else. But mm. like it makes you feel, it makes you feel like, like, <laughs> because like, 
because no one's going to, well, maybe they will be as good as that because I thought my ex-boyfriend that I love was the best sex of my life and I yeah. met this person it was the best sex of my life but only because, oh, I miss having sex with him. But, oh, no, she's changed her mind. Oh, no, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. But also I'm just worried about like having mediocre sex and then being like, oh, back to the other one I go. <laughs> just wait and see what yeah. happens. Tell me, what, how, how come you've decided not to go with someone that's in the industry? Because previously you said you'd only really be with someone in the industry, right? Well, okay. So they're like, that's a good point because I decided to branch out and be an equal opportunist, as my <laughs> therapist told me to. My therapist said, you're blocking out a lot of people if you only get someone in the Australian in, in media industry. And I said, that's a fair point. <laughs> Shut up. Shut your mouth. <laughs> um and she also said that a huge issue that she thinks that I have is that everyone that I date, I put them on a pedestal because I think they're so talented and I only date talented people, people that I think are really talented, mm. yeah. and therefore I put them on a pedestal. And also I have too much access. I think this is an issue personally for me is I have too much access to their stuff. So, like, when I date music. <laughs> <laughs> this is so embarrassing. <laughs> this is so embarrassing. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Ah! When I have, like, a crush on a musician, okay, this is the issue, and this is going to sound like... Okay. This is <laughs> All right. It's going to sound really us. bad. This is going to sound really bad. But when I have a crush on someone who's in the industry, like what I'll do, because I have ADHD, I hyperfixate on them mm. for a little bit and there's too much material mm. for me to hyperfix on. I can watch interviews of them from 2010. Yeah. So that you know, snare that I'm you going... had in your track in 2012, was it like a snare that you had as like an 808 or was it a, like <laughs> yeah, that literally, level? Yeah, literally, literally. Like, I'll, like, I'll like watch a set of theirs from a festival in like 2015 and I'm like, wow, like what the fuck? Yeah. And then like I'll have, I, I have certain I have certain <laughs> musicians blocked on my Spotify. I'm like block. Like, once, like, like, can you they block can't, people on Spotify? You can like block the musician coming up. I think it's wow. like a parental control thing, but for me it just stops them coming up on any playlist because like, <laughs> yeah. like it actually was like, it was actually, I would be like so calm and then they'd come on shuffle and I go, ah! Yes. Like I'd be like, ah! And because I went, oh, anyway. Yeah. And because what happens is they're then in my on repeat and it becomes like embedded in my like Spotify wrapped and it's like, fuck, that was an era. That was only a month of that crush. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, oh, my God. So I have a crush on a musician right now. Okay. That obviously, why does my fingers just sound that was so weird? I went, <laughs> um, I have a crush, a crush on a musician right now. I think I'm nervous. And um, I like... I won't. I've had. I've really prevented myself from looking at any YouTube because YouTube's long form. TikTok, I'll let myself go a little bit. <laughs> I go. It's only sixty seconds. I go. What, what can I do to my brain in sixty seconds? But I'll like. I, I watched an interview of him, and also we like talk a lot. Like, yeah, we're, we're friends. And I watched interviews with him, and one in one of the interviews, he was like. Yeah, like it gives me the ick if like I'm I like want to get with a girl and like she knows the words to my songs. Like it's a bit fucking. Like, oh my gross. god! And I was like, fucking, <laughs> don't hum the melody in round. Matrix, getting rid of all the lyrics from my head. <laughs> I'm going because I didn't know this music at all before I knew them, and then now I'm like, I'm your number one fan, and I'm like. <laughs> I need to get rid of it. So I blocked that person as well, even though we're friends and we talk. I blocked him from my Spotify because I'm going, I need to forget this music. <laughs> so that's a trial slash tribulation of dating someone in the public eye. Because And also then when they break your heart, you can't get away from them. One of them came up on my fucking, someone was doing a silly TikTok with them the other day. And I scrolled past, I literally screamed when I was waiting. And I was like, ah! And then I had to like get rid of and it. And then the pee got, and that's why you don't have it. You and have that's MP. why I have a UTI and it's it's his fault. Yeah, that's it. I have a fucking UTI from beyond the grave. He's fucking like still doing, oh, fuck, it pisses me off. Anyway, um, 
Love you guys. If anyone has any lesbian dating tips, that'd be really helpful. But also don't DM me asking to go on a date with me because um, it makes me scared and gives me the ick. So thanks. <laughs> Listener Production.